I was just going to talk about this Power Mad album because I bought it in 1989. This is Power Mad Absolute Power. And when I bought it, I put it on the turntable. I think I had to go pee, so I t- pulled the needle up, went pee, came back, and our cat was just like going oh, like no. this. To the, oh. uh, <laughs> scratch. scratch. Not, a, not a fan. Oh. Scratch. So to this day, this album, which is, which is, I got it for $4. It was the promotional, I don't know if you can see the promotional thing on yeah. the bottom. But yeah. it's forever been ruined since 1989. Mm. So oh, that was my, 89, okay. Yeah, 89. So in uh-huh. this year, I was in Charlottesville, went to a record store, and on the wall was this. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's, the, it's the exact same album with the same promotional thing on the bottom. <laughs> and I was like, how much? Was $35, but which isn't too bad. Huh. I'm like, I yeah, kind of have to buy that. I mean, and they're like, it's, it's in perfect shape, which it is. I'm like, I have to buy this. What's the most is you paid a, for a, a vinyl? Uh, it probably was that maiden album that I just bought. It was like fifty five yeah. plus tax. Yeah, something. that was exp- yeah. yeah. That was that's definite for me. I've I've, uh, but I gotta ask, uh, was it a Plan Nine? Is that where you went? No, it wasn't. Well, maybe it, maybe it was Plan Nine. Was it was very a- small. It's on that that mall section where Citizen Burger is, like off to the side. And what city? I've, I've only been there once. Where? In that you know in that location, Charlottesville. No. Yeah. It might have been but playing it, nine. It had to. It's a whole thing. Like, how many other, yeah. you know, record stores are going to be? <laughs> yeah, I think it must. I bet have there's been a lot. There. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if there were. There weren't yeah, that what? many. Really? Yeah. Like Frederick, like Maryland's a, got like four within walking distance of each other. Huh. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, just I guess luck of the draw. I don't know. Morgantown has none. So. <laughs> yeah, Winchester even has some. Yeah, it's just I don't know. But I think I, probably, I, I can look. I can look at my receipt or something and see. Well, let's get back to the other question. Like, I think, yeah, easy for me. Most expensive I've ever paid is that Maiden album. Hmm. Uh, like, normally I try not to go anything more than, you know, if, for me to invest like $30 on an album is extraordinarily rare. The Maiden was 50 something? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it was 55. Was it it's just like had a lot of shit four, in it? Four records, I think, isn't it? So three three records. Three records. Mine is three, yeah. It weighs records. like 100 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's so heavy. Oh, the record store is Melody Supreme, by the way. No, Melody It's Supreme. right on the <laughs> Melody Supreme. Sounds like a pizza. Yeah, stupid does. name. You can't see it. But <laughs> it's a stupid name. It sounds like it should be in some sort of Japanese animation cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Play the Melody Supreme. Hold on to your butts. Right there to our immediate left, we have uh, all the folks gathering for the uh, annual Saxon concert. You've got people who really are into the occult and into Satan. They're propagating Satan, and I think it's a devastating thing. Cows meet up. What's your favorite total metal video? Zuckerberg and Gates and Buffett, amateurs can fucking suck it, fuck their wives, drink their blood. Come on, Jeff, get up! Who win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Lemmy. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. And we're going to be at the Wilson Theater tonight with Slayer. You're going to be there too, right? Oh! Uh. Alrighty. 
Uh, welcome back to Somewhere in Time podcast. Somewhere in Time podcast.com is where you find us online. Get to all of our stuff there. All of our episodes are streaming there. Links to our social medias, the YouTubes, the uh, social, the uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. So that's where you can find us online. So we are back. I am Eric. We've got, as always, here with us, Tim is here. Yo, yo, yo. Joe is here. Hello. Keith is here. Cheers. And we have a special guest joining us this episode. Friend of ours, um, good friend who wanted to join us for this episode specifically. So we're <coughs> glad to welcome Landon Woods to the podcast. Hello, Landon. Hello, everyone. Yay. Thank you for joining us. There was much rejoicing. <laughs> First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> Go with that. So, <laughs> so this episode, we are talking about the album 10 by Pearl Jam. We'll go ahead and play a little bit of this album. So, sh- before I play this, should I just go ahead and play something from the Brandon O'Brien or Brendan O'Brien mix first? Or should I yeah. play something from the original? Does it matter? Mm, remix. It don't matter. Right. Mm, I think the original. Oh, okay. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Don't piss everybody off at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll <laughs> play this. Let's hop on this one. What the fuck is this? Just because I'm picking songs for no reason. A message at least I could have learned your voice one last time. Daily mind field is good. Be my time by you. Would you hit me? I don't want to play the hits first, you know. Yeah. It's too predictable. This is one of those CDs where every song is solid. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay, I'm actually going to fade it out there because we've got a lot to get into here. So, uh, so yeah, Pearl Jam is Eddie Vedder on vocals, Mike McCready on lead guitar, Stone Gossard on guitar, lead guitar as well, I believe. This is rhythm guitar, but I think he took, I thought he played some leads. Maybe not. Hey. Jeff Amen on bass and Dave Krusen on drums, which I asked, that was actually a surprise to me when I was looking, doing the research <laughs> for this album. I was like, wait a minute. I thought that Dave Abruzier guy played drums on this album, yeah. but I guess not. Yeah. No, I uh, remember this was the one and done for him. Yeah. It, yeah, he didn't even make it to the when this album came it. out. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there was another drummer in between him and Abruzier that lasted like, I don't know, a week and a half. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They have a bit of a Spinal Tap vibe, at least early on. They do. Well, yeah, and that lasted quite a bit because before they got uh, Matt Cameron, they had Probably like six or seven drummers, right? Because Jack Irons was on that one. According to the Wikipedia, pretty much, Abruzia, he stuck around for like, you know, the heyday of the the, the band. Right, he was on really the first recorded, three, recorded, right? you know, recorded well, on, on first. I guess he wasn't on the first one. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he was not on 10, but he was on, you know, two of the other major albums, and they didn't invite him to get inducted. <laughs> not no. that we give a shit about the Hall of Fame, but still, it's hilarious that. That guy, they didn't even bother <laughs> let him join the party, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know the guy. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. doing the research, it turns out, you know, Jeff Ammon and Eddie Vedder never really got along well with him at all. Oh, is that right? 
he was he was he definitely fit the whole like oh my god we're rock stars it's time to party <laughs> and wow. everyone else in the band was like do what now uh, so yeah I would have to say that guy was one lucky motherfucker. Let's face it. If if the first guy wasn't such a heavy drinker and the next guy, uh, he was a guy that um, Eddie Vedder knew from L.A. And but one way or another, it was he was never. Yeah. Yeah. He was never planning to be there too long. So, yeah, we'll get into him a little bit because we're going to talk about how Eddie Vedder got in the band. And there's a whole Mm. connection there with Jack Irons. But yeah. So um, let's see. Production on this album. So it's interesting because we'll talk about the remix here in a minute. But yeah, the Rick Parashar was the producer. Um, and apparently he did some stuff with, like, he actually did, like, contributed musically to this album because it says he did piano, organ, and percussion on this album as well. Oh. Um, the, the, the per- according per- to Wikipedia. I don't know how, how the, much. The percussion he did was Egg Shaker and Fire Extinguisher. So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Tim Palmer. I saw Tim, Tim Palmer. Palmer. Was that? Wait, I gotta check my notes. I see, yeah, I see Tim Palmer, Fire Extinguisher, and Pepper Shaker. Okay, never mind. Got <laughs> the wrong guy. <laughs> On wow. Oceans. Yeah. And he did mixing, too. But yeah, then there's this whole, there's a whole uh, remix version of this album that came out, was it 2000. 2000- Eleven, we determined? 2008. They really go crazy on the Fire Extinguisher in that one. <laughs> yeah, so there's a whole remix of this album. Like, I guess it's the Brendan O'Brien mix. And I, I mean, Tim and Joe and I have been texting a lot about this because it sounds better in our opinion. Like, yeah. It's really like a whole a whole new album almost. It sounds way better. And that's apparently the uh, original album cover that they used. I didn't know the original didn't sound as good until I heard a better mix of it. Does that make sense? Like, I didn't know I didn't like the original as much after I heard the new mix. You mean it makes the songs better for you by hearing them yeah, clearly? Like, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. the album a lot more after hearing the, the remix. Yeah, I didn't have to. that, but yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It was such a shock to me at first. I didn't like it, you know, because hmm. it was very different. Like, you, just, everything was just levels were totally different and you heard other things that you didn't hear before and vice versa. Yeah. That's yeah, true. That's kind of what I liked about it though. <laughs> it's kind of so, the whole purpose of it, right? Where yeah. did you end up on, on how you felt about it? I, I like both now, you know, the original is the original and it's what I know, you know, because it's high school, which everybody, everybody, everything you listen to in high school is what like means the most to you. So, mm-hmm. right. But the new mix is like everybody said; it just sounds better. So, yeah, I yeah. I just enjoy that it's there's little elements that I didn't notice mm-hmm. upon yeah. you know, especially my first listen. I'm, yeah, yeah, definitely. You heard more fire extinguisher. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I really hear the pepper shaker on that part. Are, are there <laughs> two crystal? Like, is there a song that's a good? You think it would be the best example of how it sounds different? Like, I, I don't really even have one in mind. But Black stood uh, out to me. Black time. Why Go was a big one for me, I think, actually. Black really... Because Black is more atmospheric than some of the other songs. Where I think on the remix, it, it became a little bit more, you hear more of the instruments. If that makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Can we compare? Yeah. yeah. Do you have that capability there, Eric? I do. <laughs> I've got both albums in the yeah, same. both records? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I noticed in Black that the, the end was... There's a lot more vocal in the fade out. So, I mean, I could do yeah. that at the end. Yeah. yeah. Which is better, I think. So, 
I'm going to go fast forward to the end a little bit. Eggplant. This is the original, sorry, I didn't mention it. So this is the original. That's fading out. So I'll go to around the same spot on the remix. Well, maybe that's not the same spot. <laughs> Close enough. There. You can hear more vocals. Mm-hmm. And a guitar. Yeah, the guitar too. That. Mm-hmm. And it's just clearer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's just much clearer. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, I mean, if you had heard these today, side by side for the first time, I think you'd know which one. You'd be like, well, this one sounds way better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's nostalgia is a powerful drug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. So we're going to talk about, I mean, this is the first, this is the debut from Pearl Jam, obviously. So there's a lot to kind of discuss when it comes to, you know, the formation of the band and like how Eddie got involved and, and all that. Um, I actually have a little clip here that I could play from Jeff Ament talking about getting Eddie on board. If you guys want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Stone and I were in LA promoting the, the Mother Love Bone record, we were like, okay, well, maybe we should just be bold enough to call up Jack Irons and see what he's doing because we heard he wasn't, you know, he, at that time he wasn't playing with the Chili Peppers anymore. So we gave him a demo tape and we desperately asked him if he wanted to play with us. And literally just asked him as a on the way out the door, you know, if you know of any singers, let us know. So... He said, yeah, I do. I know a guy. Crazy Eddie. We got this tape in the mail from Ed, and I threw it in the tape machine, and I was pretty blown away by it the first time that I heard it, and I played it again, and I thought, wow, this is great. Like, And it was really, really a departure from really anything that Stone and I had done before. And I called Stone up and said, you got to come over right now. you got to listen to this thing, because I, I, th- I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, can you imagine? I, I <laughs> First know. time hearing that, hearing Eddie Vedder singing on your stuff. Jesus. God. I heard that when he heard the like the demos without vocals, that he wrote lyrics yeah. in like two hours. Yeah, Something the, crazy. Yeah. Like he had right. everything kind of mapped out in just a couple hours for all of the songs. Uh, that's the weirdest thing is the fact that like Amit and Gosser with Cameron kind of drum filling in on drums pretty much wrote this entire almost this entire album before eddie vetter was even you know in the band and then yes they had all this stuff written eddie ends up with the tape throws it in and just starts writing all these lyrics he's not in the band yet i don't think mm-hmm. you know he's even met the guys yet or even said i'm interested no he just started writing lyrics and voila here we are 20 years 30 years oh, 30 years later yeah they're like, like, <laughs> talking about it it's insane. The dominoes that trip there are, are just it, it, brilliant. Well, it, was, to, so it, was, to, it was three songs with a lot alive once and footsteps were the three songs that they sent him. 
and he did he wrote yeah like landon you were saying wrote lyrics to all those in like a couple hours and just sent them back and here you go god unbelievable jeez. <laughs> oh, i mean yeah i mean as I mean, a songwriter that's you know that's impressive yeah yeah absolutely i mean imagine hearing a live <laughs> for the first time with him singing it like, wow what? that's like how powerful that song is too you know <laughs> i know god the other thing they is probably stopped playing at, at some point it's like what yeah <laughs> <laughs> well the, the other impressive thing, i mean they had all these songs written but they recorded the entire album in like two and a half weeks mm-hmm. like the entire recording process and i'm sure that's because i had you know they had stuff from i'm sure they had stuff from other love bone but yeah yeah and then they had you know i mean footsteps ended up um on, as a b-side but it was also we mentioned this when we did the temple of the dog album it's basically the same song ended up on temple of the dog it's just a different chris cornell singing different lyrics so yeah um but there actually there actually is a version of chris cornell singing footsteps which is kind of like weird <laughs> <laughs> that is weird <laughs> yeah thank you greg gonzalez for letting me know he was messaging me sending me all this crazy stuff about this album too so <laughs> uh let's see oh i had a question for you joe that i noticed mm. when i was listening to this album is it fretless bass the entire album almost yeah because i knew yeah. he was doing fretless I think, bass. i on... think jeremy's the one time he's not using that I, I didn't i didn't notice that as much until the remix yeah like, god he loves i mean obviously fretless. even flow because he's got the the weird the, the you know where he just goes down the neck mm-hmm. but uh but yeah, I was I noticing it, other songs where I was like, that sounds like Fretless Space too. Yeah, I think they all are, except for that those parts in... Um, well, maybe all of Jeremy. That might all be 12-string. That intro part? I think the, the verses are, too. And, and mm-hmm. I would, it's may, maybe the whole thing. I don't know. I, I probably should look for a live version to, to see where if he changes at some point. But It's just an interesting choice. I mean, I don't... I like it. It sounds great. I just you yeah. don't mm-hmm. see that very often from bands. I think it's what he uses it too when they do that unplugged. Like the whole unplugged is front yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure it is. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, in yeah. fact, I wasn't sure when listening to it, back, listening back to it, I thought maybe it was a, like an electric stand-up, but I think it is just a um, fretless acoustic. I don't know. That it was for me. Like when the, when these guys first, when I first started hearing them, uh, you know, blown away, incredible music. But I, you know, being a bassist, you know, hearing. Amit, he he is he is not a bad fucking player. <laughs> he's really <laughs> quite good. <laughs> that guy, that guy knows what the fuck he's doing, and it was like, yeah. I had the you know the little uh, Hal Leonard book or whatever it was for mm-hmm. for this one. <laughs> I had that one too. Face tabs. And oh, yeah. but Amit wrote a note at the beginning of it. He's like, he's talking about playing the songs. He's like, yeah. So this book is basically how I play the songs usually, but. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just have fun. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> just stay within, you know. I didn't even say that. He's like, just, just fucking have fun and play music. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I think the first time Tim and I heard this band, we didn't really like them. We heard a live and... Yeah, I was about to bring was, that up. The, yeah. Just the fact that it was... Yeah, we yeah. were, we were kind of like, eh. I remember you guys right. talking about them. And when, I guess you started to like him. I was like, Pearl Jam is a stupid fucking name. What is a Pearl Jam? <laughs> all right, all right. What is worse, Pearl Jam or Mookie Blaylock? Mookie yeah, really? Blaylock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never... We, when I, I started thinking while. about the other names from Seattle, I'm like, they're all fucking stupid band names. They're all weird and just... <laughs> Allison so, Chains? 
And, and this made me think about it. I was like, that's a terrible the name. Screaming Trees. Yeah. <laughs> Soundgarden is a good name. Eh. I mean, it's meat puppets. No, meat it's puppets. puppets. <laughs> yeah. no. Death Cab for Cutie is not a good name either. <laughs> I, I didn't even know they were from Seattle. Yeah. yeah. From Queens, Foo right. Fighters, does Foo Fighters count as Seattle? No. I'm going to say no. I'd well, say Virginia. No. <laughs> he, he's from Virginia, we claim sure, him. but I, yeah, we claim him. <laughs> Still a weird name, though. Yeah, it's a terrible. But, name. Yeah, but we didn't. Yeah, it took us because I remember we got this album. It was around Christmas time. We finally did pick it up and put the whole thing, you know, play the whole thing, and well, we were still, you know, thrash guys. So yeah, 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 yeah. To hear like this, you know, to see him in there, and this was grunge was still not even really a thing. Yeah, yeah. But that so was the we see him in there like flannel and they're hippie they're like we're a bunch of hippies we don't like that music yeah <laughs> I, uh, sucks yeah, like when these guys started coming i still remember seeing like ricky rackman on headbangers yeah. ball talking like oh man this new band pearl jam oh yeah they're coming up they're being they're and it's just like all right fine and then i heard it and i'm like this isn't metal i yeah. like it but this is definitely uh, you know i'm, it's I'm not, not metal, metal. <laughs> <laughs> no. no it's not it's not grunge either no, it's, it's just rock and roll. It's just straight yeah. up rock. It really is. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah. Experimental rock at, at, at some point. Yeah. Like in their middle albums, they kind of went a little experimental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it I is mean, interesting with them. Like their first yeah. two are definitely my favorite. And then after that, yeah. it's oh, yeah. like. Third one's yeah. pretty good too. I like, I like the first three a lot. Yeah, and then they yeah they kinda, yeah that's they true. Vitality is good. That. It's just there's Vitality has got like two or three where you're like, uh, you don't like bugs. Spin, spin the black, black circle. circle. Oh, I like this. We were just talking about albums too. You don't like that song? <laughs> no, don't like that. I think bugs is more of the problem on that album. Yeah, it's not that, that song sucks too. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> but this one, we, I mean, our jaws were on the floor when we played the whole thing because oh, yeah. like song after song after song, you're like, good god, this album is ridiculous. There's not this a bad is so song. So good. Song. Yeah. I thought you were talking about uh, Vitology. No, like, no, no, this one. <laughs> oh, no, no. Ten. No. Ten. Yeah, just, yeah, ten. It's just, it just doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. Nope. It's so good. It's uh, brought this up. My brother-in-law and, and sister are, are insane Pearl Jam fans. And that's, that's exactly. My brother-in-law was just like, this is an album that you put on, you put track one in, and you listen to the entire goddamn mm-hmm. thing. You don't stop because you're going to miss out. Exactly. You don't. Yeah. You don't randomize this. You just listen to the entire thing, and you're not allowed to to go change a diaper. You're not allowed to fucking <laughs> urinate. You piss your fucking pants. <laughs> this is a goddamn turntable. Actually, another record from that era that is the same for me is uh, Super Unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the yeah. same era. I, when you listen to it, you listen to it straight through. Every song in that album, it's, it's reminds me, you know, obviously similar similar bands in, in their own way, but as far as, we're, you know, their upbringing and things like that. Yeah. I was thinking about this. You brought up Soundgarden, so I'll bring this up now. There's almost a big four of Seattle when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's yeah. like the big four thrash, but when you think about like Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Yeah, those are clearly the big four. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, the Melvins never, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> there were some great bands out of you know the rest of that. Scene. They're the exodus of their big four. That's right. <laughs> I love Overkill. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, but I was cool. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was thinking, well, if if you were to compare, like, okay, who is the Metallica? Who is the Slayer? Who is the Megadeth? I would actually probably say Pearl Jam is the Metallica at this point because yeah. I mean, they, time uh, out, time left. out. You can't really yeah. say. Let's face it. There's a very big reason why Nirvana isn't. 
you know. Yeah, I know, but the Pearl Jam's still around, and they're still selling out stadiums. I mean, I know Nirvana can't be around because the guy's dead. I get that, but they're all dead. Also, this, this album outsold. Never mind. In 1992, I don't know if you guys knew that, but Ted actually should. outsold. <laughs> never mind. So, like, I think Pearl Jam would probably be Metallica. I think yeah. then you could say like Nirvana's Slayer. Alice in um, Chains is definitely Anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Soundgarden be Megadeth then. I guess, right? Alice in Chains is still oh, yeah. going and doing well too. I always, I always forget yeah. Alice in Chains is still a band. Yeah, <laughs> and they're, they, I mean, they got that new singer and everybody wrote them off, but they're, no, the stuff they're putting out is still great. Yeah, he's he's good. Uh, I should check it out probably. It's yeah, the last it's album. Different. Was it's different. It's not Lane Staley. No, yeah. no. The last album was not. But it's great, still so. solid. I mean, you know, yeah. it sounds like Alice in Chains. It does sound like Alice in Chains. So we should probably talk about the album cover. We haven't discussed that yet. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I actually, <It's> stupid. Have, <laughs> I have a clip about that, but the guy says album cover weird. Or I think he says cover art or something. He says a word weird, and I'm like, I'll play it anyway. But you guys can take a listen. This is about um, Jeff Ament creating the album. The album's cover art features the members of the band at the time of recording in a group pose and standing in front of a wood cutout of the name Pearl Jam, with their hands risen high and holding one another's. The wood cutout was constructed by bass player Jeff Ament. Ament said, The original concept was about really being together as a group and entering into the world of music as a true band. A sort of all-for-one deal. Ament is credited for the album's artwork and direction. Yeah, that guy's got a weird voice. <laughs> yeah. is he? Fr- it's like Australian meets Denmark. <laughs> Cover yeah. art. Cover art. Cover it's, art. A, anyway. it's a basketball thing. Oh, that makes sense. Mookie Blaylock's number is 10, so that's why it's called 10. Yeah, and then they're doing like a, you know, the high. I don't know. I don't know that they're trying to. Who the fuck is Mookie Blaylock? No, they are. I mean, I have the Supersonics. He played for the the Sonics back in the day. He was number Uh, 10. Okay. Or was it the Hawks? I don't know. I I don't even know. I figured, I just figured it had to have been the Sonics. But then again, as it turns out, like, you know, I found out that in the research for this, Eddie Vedder grew up in Chicago. And then moved to L.A., but, you know, he he's a huge, like, you know, Chicago teams fan. So, right. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I think Amit and Gossard have to be the huge basketball dorks. So. Yeah, because he's always the one wearing basketball jerseys on stage. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know that was a huge cutout behind him, though. I thought that I didn't was either. Just, so looks like I it's just photoshopped on there, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't know they were actually standing in front of something and that Jeff Ament actually created the damn thing. That's pretty awesome. Makes it a little cooler. Yeah, exactly. It makes it there's a little cooler, but not that <laughs> yeah, great. There's, there's a clip. There's a clip in Dropbox about this. If you want to play it, Eric. Uh, which one? It's in the. It says Pearl Jam on HBB Flashback '91. Oh, okay. And they talk about the album cover and a little bit about the now, basketball uh, thing. About to take a look at the album cover for these guys. The album is called Ten. Why, why is it called Ten? Actually, that's back to Mookie Blaylock. That's his number. It's it's. Total dedication to Mookie. So you guys are just like, you're into Mookie. And we're into basketball. We, we live and breathe it. I mean, you can tell. I don't know if you can tell on TV, but I'm 6'2 and uh, grew up <laughs> So it's, it comes with a size that you'd become a basketball fan. Yeah, well, that was part of it. It just seemed like we were all naturals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, we're about to play your video for a live. What was it like for you to make? I mean, did you like making the video? Or well, that was the God, thing we didn't Rick, make so a video. Stupid. We, we, it's a horrible question. We just <laughs> do you like making music and, videos? Uh, and we wanted to do the sound live and everything, which is something that 
um, some people didn't necessarily want to do because that's not what they're selling. They're selling a recorded version, but there's no way with a song like that, which talks about living for the moment, that we're going to like lip sync something that we had recorded a few months ago. So what you see in here is, is just all live one night in Seattle. I think that's, we get the point. That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the album enough. cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is wearing, Eddie Vedder's wearing a Bulls jersey there, by the way. You, know, you, guys, you guys can't see it, but yeah, that, he's, that's He's fine. not 6'2", by the way. <laughs> he looked it up. <laughs> well, I was like, that doesn't seem right. He's yeah, five, it doesn't se- seem right. He's 5'7". <laughs> it does sound like he's kind of being a little facetious on that. Yeah, so. yeah. I can tell, though. I was like, wait. is Yeah. So, <laughs> I've never seen him live. I don't know. Maybe. Wait, I've never seen him live either. Who was talking there? I thought that was, I thought that was Jeff. Oh, was it? That was no. That was Eddie Vedder. That was Eddie Vedder. All right. No, Jeff wore his jerseys too on stage. But Jeff is definitely six two. Well, easily he can. <laughs> he might be six six or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, well, should we get into these songs? Well, the the album cover, the original album cover was uh, that's what I was. It, the the remixed version has the original album cover with the original colors. It wasn't oh, okay. originally going to be red. It was going to be that brownish. Whatever you call that, this beige, yeah, beigeish, yeah, that thing, yeah, where you can see the whole, yeah, yeah, it makes more sense that that one because that looks more like a cutout. The yeah, the the one behind the pink one is more, you know, it does look more photoshopped, and maybe yeah. there was some more art, you know, artwork done with that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the music. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> All right. So, opening song, Once. Great song. Oh, yeah. That's the one thing I would say. Like, you know, this album, the very beginning, you know, it's a little intro thing, but I'd say that this might be like the most metal song of the album. You know, as we just said, this isn't metal, but. No. You know, when Possibly, I was like, yeah. the, like the hardest. Yes. This song. is, yeah. This, yeah. I, I would okay. well. I don't know. Why go? Why go? Why go? Why, I, go. why go is not metal. It's no. It's more of a punk tune. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It's just harder than you know. Well, let's play a little of bit album. of yeah. once. I'm gonna play the Brendan O'Brien yeah. mix because why not? Twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What for the vinyl or for the CD? The vinyl. This was a remastered one. I think I Rick Parashar for thirty five. Just go to Charlottesville. <laughs> I went down the road. <laughs> I got it yesterday. Oh, okay. Barnes and Noble. I think Rick Parashar wrote that beginning part, by the way. The little or help oh, part. Oh, yeah. 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 bass is so much louder. Yeah, that bass is... I appreciate Eddie Vedder's noises more with this mix, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that one? He just did that. Yeah. <laughs> it is a, yeah. There's a lot of that. <laughs> He's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really hear the slides in the bass. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I never noticed that before, really. That's a little point I of the think it's they can do yeah. that. Oh, no, I know it is, but yeah. yeah. All right. There's another part of the song that I didn't, I mean, 
I noticed it before, but I never really noticed knew what he was saying. The breakdown at two thirty seven, where he says, "What is he saying? I think I got my I think I got my eyes closed, but I'm looking at you the whole fucking time." I never knew he said that there. Did he? Right here. Yeah, you can barely hear it. Yeah. But it is in there. Yeah. I never knew he said that. I knew that was there, but I didn't know what he was saying. No. I just heard. <laughs> I couldn't get my, got my eyes open or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, Do you think I got my eyes closed, but I'm looking at you the whole fucking time? I had no idea. Nope. I learned that today. Let me <laughs> well, let me ask, let me throw this question out there. What do you have any thoughts on the drumming overall on this album? I think it's good. I think it's uh, a lot of hi hat. Yeah, he does a lot of like triplet stuff on hi hat and like. Yeah, he's very fluid. I guess is the word. I feel there's a bit of daintiness to it. Ooh, <laughs> daintiness. Dainty. Yeah, while it's technically good, I just feel like the drumming sounds better on the next album and and the other albums I've heard. Hmm. I think it fits with them better. There's a little, like maybe too much hi hat stuff yeah, going it's on. It's a lot of yeah. It's a lot of like kind of technical hi hat mm-hmm. fun yeah. happening in this album. Haters. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I just you know. I have no problem with the drumming. I think it sounds great, but yeah. um I think it fits I just the album well. Wanted a little more I don't know. Less dainty. <laughs> but yeah, I still like it. It's that was just that was my one Probably my only musicianship complaint or, or quibble mm-hmm. with the album. Is it too busy, or is it like maybe I don't know? Yeah. I just wish it would drive a little more. He's he's doing know, a lot. I mean, there's a lot compared of, to the like like you listen to that bash. and you're not going to go. That's that's um uh that's that's obviously not Sean Kinney. That's definitely not Dave Grohl playing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Maybe it sounds a little like session musician-ish. Like yeah. he's doing all the yeah, things kinda. you would do. Like if you took drum lessons and you're like, here is how <laughs> yeah. you play a rock song. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that's a better way to put it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's hard and good and like yeah. like difficult hard, but it, mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't feel. You want more boom bash? Yes, more boom bash. Or just more, more personality maybe? More bottom, less pert. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's a good I don't really, yeah, I, I love it. I love good cymbal work, like busy cymbal work. I love that. It's That's probably my favorite thing about, about good drumming. Like good hi-hat? Like yeah. Just overall, just... Well, I mean, just cymbal work. It just, you know, a bunch of busy cymbal work when it's done well, when it's yeah. done tasty. Yeah. That's my favorite thing about, you know, certain drumming styles. Yeah. I will say <laughs> that this is a band that can get away with using a splash just fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> metal, even, some metal bands use a splash, and you're like, why did you put a splash in Yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a risk to do it. splash in the metal. <laughs> well, Slipknot uh, uses it, too, so I don't know. I know. Uh, yeah, well, that's Slipknot. They can kind of do whatever the fuck they want. That's true. <laughs> like seven percussionists, so. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's a splash player, actually, in Slipknot. That's all he does. <laughs> 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 Joe and I covered this song once. We did. I, was, I did yes. with you. Oh wait, Mr. Fister, we did right. I stood in we, I, on the drums, and well, I stood in, but I filled it on the drums, and uh, we, we well, we, we kept it in the set. We yeah. we played this song a lot, actually. So 
I remember the dude going. <laughs> Mike. Tell me, tell, Mike, yeah, Mike, tell me to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He would tell me that too when I, when I played drums. I mean, you know, it's what you do when you <laughs> play drums. You play too fast. <laughs> it's just what you do. I, I mean, after you practice a few times, you don't. But the first run through is always way too fast. Oh, you still do. Drummers all do it. Yeah. It's true. I don't know what it is. I think it's... Anything else on... It's all on your head. Once? Yeah. Once, nah. So, even flow. Another... This is one of their hits. One of the big hits yep. in this album. Uh, yeah. Wasn't this uh, the first one? Oh, wait. We're no. talking about tracks. And we didn't hear from Ron Oh, Fritz. wait. Yeah, yeah that's oh. right. Oh, oh, damn it. the tracks. <laughs> oh, do I even have <laughs> that shit? Oh, man. Even Flow wasn't the first tra- first single? I thought this was I could have sworn it was. I thought Alive was. I think Alive, I thought was, Alive first. was first. And then Alive was the first flow. one, yeah, for sure. And I never got that Even Flow was the second track, second release, because I'm sorry. it's There are so many other better songs on this album. This is the only tuned down song on the album, I think, isn't it? No, uh, I think there's another one that's drop D, I think. This is uh, drop D, at least on bass. Maybe guitar, it's all. There's one later in the in the listing that thinks it's drop D. I'll know it when I hear it. Okay. I think this is the one that got us to buy the album, actually. Because this video came out, we're like, you know, that's pretty good. Maybe we should buy that. I, I just, you know, the whole, like, you know, Eddie Vedder, he doesn't gauge dive. He just falls meekly into the crowd. <laughs> that was the, that oh. was the video. <laughs> like, oh, God. Was that a Matt Mahern video? I feel like it was. It was it was black and I white. Know. I was definitely Matt Mahern. They probably, I'm sure they filmed that one and Alive at the same time. Probably, yeah. Yeah, they looked same. I remember them being the same. Yeah. yeah. Who did do that? I think I do have this. Hold on, let me see. Whoa, the tracks. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Now we yes. can move forward. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Put that in post. Put that back. I know. I, I, I don't know how I forgot to pull that. I need to have that in my soundboard here. Well, it's a, it's it, a new Would you say that even flow has crunching bass? <laughs> <laughs> crushing bass. Crushing. Oh, no. Why go? That's the one. <laughs> or Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it crushing bass? That's right. Crushing, crushing bass. <laughs> Maybe you should have that as a clip too. Just have it on hand for whenever <laughs> any. <I know>. Yeah. <laughs> I need to. There should, should be a trigger on your whole keyboard time. here, you know. Landon has no idea what we're talking about. Correct. No, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. He doesn't actually listen to the show. He just, you know, shows up. <laughs> it's all right. It's a Law and Friend reference when he was talking about the Black Album. That's how he described. Oh. Sad but sad. true. I know what you're talking about now. Yes. And he. Crushing bass, and that's not crushing bass. It's crushing guitar. You fucking idiot! But what well, bass? technically, technically, bass. he does play a bass guitar on that track. Yeah, <laughs> but Maybe I mean, that's not your drum. Your takeaway from "Sad but True" is not crushing bass the first time you hear it. Sorry. <laughs> Generally speaking, I don't know. Maybe other people do, but it wasn't no, my. That's not a bass. That's not a bass song. No. Maybe Shift. he means it's. I mean, Anyway. Oh, oh, sorry. I was going to say no. Josh Taft was the director of those two videos. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, no, that was a live. That wasn't the same place. No? It uh, wasn't. No. Interesting. Huh. Huh. I didn't know this song was about homelessness. I didn't either until I read the lyrics finally. Yeah. I read the lyrics. And I was like, oh. 30 years later. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, 
I guess I had a sense that it did. Rest his I'd, head on a pillow made of concrete. Yeah, that line I understood. Again. A lot of the lyrics you're just like. Well, this is, yeah, didn't uh, Adam Sandler basically made it? Exactly. <laughs> he yeah. made a career out of it. Got a whole skit about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what he said. <laughs> the Yarl. Should I play a little bit of this one, though? Yeah. Yes, please. Get to the. Play it through the chorus here. Yeah, it's crushing bass. The <laughs> <laughs> boom bash there would be good. It's a great chorus. Yes. Super catchy, very melodic. Got some. Vocal I mean, harmony. That's really cool because it's it's kind of swinging and just yeah. All right. Fade that out. Hey, this album came out on my birthday that year. Cool. No, no, it came out on my. Oh no, never mind. <laughs> We're ten different. Uh, the next song is "Alive," which was their first single on this album. First song I ever heard by this band. Um, probably a, I, a lot of us. That's, that's it probably applies to most of us. Probably all five, yes. I'd imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and many, many more people <laughs> on Headbangers Ball. What um, you know, we talk about Nirvana is probably going to be smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> yes. Weird. Yeah. Strange. How on Headbangers Ball. No, no, but Pink's was such an incredible album. <laughs> um, I'll play a little bit. The, the the acoustic guitar I noticed you could hear a lot better on this <clears throat> Brendan O'Brien mix. Oh, wait. I meant to bring this up on Evenflow because I, I went back and listened to the Unplugged. I don't know if you guys did. I just wanted did, to know if you on Evenflow on Unplugged. I I'm pretty sure they're out of tune the whole time, and it, I, it ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not I didn't. Uh, I didn't listen I, to the acoustic stuff or the unplugged thing, so I don't. I did not either. But I, I generally notice things out of tune anyway. Unless it's really bad. <laughs> it was enough. I don't know. Maybe. I, I just wanted a second opinion, but we can move on if you. It does sound out of tune. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> It does sound weird, yeah. It sounds okay now. Mm. No? It's the guitar on the left. Sounds like it's high. Yeah. At least my left. Yeah. I think it's a little sharp. Somebody better tell Brendan O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, huh? I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised they let that out into the world. It's probably just a left channel, so you could do a remix where you take the left channel <laughs> out. Now I'm never going to unhear it. Like yeah. Well, I'm glad I could ruin that for everybody. <laughs> you will suffer with me. I don't play that album very much. 
What? I don't either. Ever really? It's really the unplugged. Yeah. You might want to. You might want to reconsider. It's really fucking good. No, I know it is really good. It is. It's actually a DVD on this. If you get the CD, it's the DVD is in here. Oh, really? Yeah. Plugged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That is a really that show is like way underrated compared to the Nibana Unplugs. You know, like oh, yeah. Nibana Unplugs is yeah. the one that just everybody knows about. I know. Plays and the Pearl Jam one is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Alice well, Chains. Sorry. They did. Alice Chains, yeah. Oh, theirs is really phenomenal. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, a, we could go into a lot with that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's for another episode. So, uh, Alive is the. Go ahead. Right. Sorry. I was going to say, I think because Nirvana played songs that people, people had never heard before. Yeah. You know, they did, did it well. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that on the next episode. Yeah, we'll. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> okay, Alive. I'm going to play a little bit of this. Oops. Oh, hold on. Wrong no, mix. That's the right song. Oh. I know. Wrong mix, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds so much different now. Yeah. Now it does though. That acoustic. Yeah. Just cuts through so much more on this mix, that acoustic guitar. I'll play through the course. Another great chorus. Oh, yeah. I think that's the one that everybody makes the most fun of, too, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys heard the demo of this, by the way? Hmm. He's, it's a little bit different. Let me see. I think I have it. Pull it up real quick. Yeah, here we go. I'll play just the chorus because the, the chorus the it's a little bit different. The melody is just a tiny bit different. All along to that. I. He yeah. uses different vowels. Yeah. So those are much more simple drums too on that version. That's not. Is that Matt Cameron on drums? I don't know. That probably is. Yeah, I think so. That was really, really, really straightforward on drums. Slower. I slower is too. not an easy vowel to hold out. Right. And sing. Mm. That's why James Hetfield turns them into E's immediately. <laughs> Die. Oh, no, he does all three. Aia. <laughs> That's right. All the all the vowels. 
Yeah, to, to, to go through like almost the whole bar of the chorus on I and all those different notes. Mm. Not not easy. So I'm glad he changed that. I wonder if that was a producer thing. I wonder if that was a yeah, maybe Parashar thing saying maybe you should sing O instead of Ah or I. Could be. Yeah. We'll say it was. <laughs> there was another part of this song I didn't notice again until the remix. Um, is at three fifty four. The remix came out in 2009, actually. I happened to ah. read that as we were talking. Uh, it's just the guitar stuff that's going on on this part that I didn't really notice before. Let me see. Not the solo. I noticed that. part oh yeah it's a little bit those little tiny things those little yeah. elements that weren't in the original that just like oh, i never heard that before yeah it's really cool you know yeah so i think that yeah. was either taken out of the mix completely or just really lowered uh, down because i don't have to be lower, yeah. yeah yeah and there's just every time i play these songs the bass is so much louder like i'm actually hearing yeah. the bass and like hearing notes and like oh that oh that's cool i never really listened to that mm-hmm I never paid attention to it really, and it's so obvious. You know, it's right there. Like, oh wow, that's awesome. Maybe, maybe that's why it affected me more because I, I like to listen to the bass. Probably, probably and it's probably really, more it's, than you guys do. Yeah, you can't miss it on this mix. <laughs> I can't imagine like right why. there. Yeah. <laughs> that's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> Anything else on our live before we move nah. on? Uh, well, uh, one thing my my sister mentioned is how much you know. Coming out of the 80s of the girls, 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 having meaningful lyrics is what really kind of differentiated, I'd say, the entire, you know, kind of subgenre of, of grunge or whatever genre of grunge, you know. But also mm-hmm. it really kind of, you know, the, the, the topics such as this, that, you know, this one being, you know, semi-autobiographical, um, uh, really kind of set the tone and let people really kind of, uh, I don't know, my sister says, you know, I come from a goddamn you know, the beaver cleavers, you know, we had never <laughs> so had any kind of issues, but she felt <laughs> that it's really imperative to say that, you know, a lot of people were able to kind of deal with family issues because of how bands like the, this and this mm-hmm. song specific brought it up into kind of public consciousness. So. Yeah. Which was really well, cool. Because, sorry. I was going to say, just because like up to, up to this point, at least on Headbangers Ball, it was all just, just glam. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the lyrics was all the lyrics were all just garbage. I'm gonna fuck your mother. And yeah. it's like and then, mother, I want to talk to you about my dad. Exactly. Father. And it's like, what is going on? This is pretty cool. It's actually socially conscious lyrics happening here that are like, well written. Everybody, you know, that's what the, the big, 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 big things were. They said that they were all whiny and emotional and all they they all have problems. And it's like, no, they're just actually just talking about it now and singing about it. Everybody has these problems. Yeah. Yeah, you know, here course. it is 30 years later, and we're still, we're still struggling to talk about a lot of this stuff, you know, openly, but. Yeah. I mean, the lyrics are pretty emotional on this, on this album, and, the, and so yeah. are the vocals, really. I just mean grunge in general, you know, they, they said that they yeah. were, you know, all disturbed and, you know, whiny, and it's just because they started opening up about the these types of issues and right. things like they that. They weren't singing about fast cars and chicks, women. dude. 
Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made you think. Yeah. You know? Right. There was one part in in um, Alive at 248 that I thought sounded like Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. It was a very Zeppelin-esque. Let's see what that is. Deal going on. Oh, yeah. That little guitar thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know what song, though. Just in general. In general, yeah. Yeah. I think they liked Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do, so it's. <laughs> I think they use the same amps, as a matter of fact, as Zeppelin oh, yeah. uses, like the Plexis, huh. I think. I know they're big Marshall guys back then. And obviously, Zeppelin, Zeppelin used Marshalls, you know. Just that guitar tone, the way it's played yeah. there, it's just, that's like, that's Zeppelin. It's a very straightforward rig. It's just a Marshall and a Les Paul, man. It's, you know. Those make some pretty great sounds. I think, yeah. I think maybe Jimmy Page used the Les Paul. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the Strat guy. I've seen him at least once with one. <laughs> Explorer. That's what he used. <laughs> yeah. Flying, yeah. Gibson a BC rich bitch, I think, was actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. No. <laughs> was early Carrie God, King. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Must still be Gibson. around if he had. Mustang, I don't even yeah. think BC Rich bitches were around at the time. No, sure they weren't. That's straight eighties. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so why go is the next song. This one wasn't the one I mentioned earlier where I could definitely hear the mix. And I'm gonna play a couple, I'll play the original version first. The uh, 1991. And I'll just go right into. I mean, there's a clear difference. There. Yeah. So much less reverb in the drums. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And that bass tone. Oof. Yeah. So no, I don't believe that's a fretless bass. Flange oh, okay. electric bass. I think he's using a pick there too. Yeah. Yes. You can hear Paul muting it there. That guitar thing, I, I mean, in the right. Yeah. You never notice that? I don't think so. This is another one where the, I, this is the first time I read the lyrics and I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. These are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and just the the reverb in his vocals there is a little different. Yeah. There's a little mm, right there. part here. Yeah. That guitar. Guys are such great guitarists, man. They don't. Yeah. They're so un- underrated. Yep. They really are. Yeah. People don't talk about them a lot. Mm-mm. This is very not straightforward. It's just not straightforward, just, you know, rock chords. It's 
so many little you know Hendrix and blues things in there. Those little yeah, but that, there. total Hendrix. This is a great point. I mean, let's face it: on the grunge side of things, there wasn't. Yeah, there is no like looky what I can do, mommy. I mean, as much as the as technical as they can be, and especially I, I know this from listening to the Hammett stuff. I mean, the guy is fucking doing uh, you know, he's back and forth on that fucking fretboard like it's goddamn basketball court. But uh, these guys, as as technical as they're playing, and is is you know, I mean, as as we stated, you know, they're not really doing anything necessarily brand new as much as grunge was exploded. This is, you know, as you as we've all kind of agreed, kind of a classic rock album, more or less. Right. You know, <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But still, I mean, right. their the, the talent of it of what they've kind of created, what they were playing, you can't just uh, it's it, it's not in your face, but it's fucking there. And if you right. pay enough attention, it's it's fucking badass. It's like uh, kind of. Open your eyes to see another great level of this album, I'd say. Yeah. I did want to play the chorus of the song because I, I feel this one sounds a little bit different than, than the original, too, the, this Brendan O'Brien mix. I don't know. I think it's just the mix. There's so much more you can hear in this mix. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, there's nothing drastically different, but there are little, again, little things you hear that you don't, yeah. I didn't notice that before. If you go back to that same clip too, the second chorus, they, they kind of just keep going before, or before the second chorus, there's just like an extra bar that kind of builds up more tension for that chorus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? First time they go through, they go right into the chorus. Second time they kind of just, let it hang for another, like, what, eight bars or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've considered that. And, like, that's a really fucking cool thing to do. Like, yeah. Sometimes people will, you'll skip this chorus the first time and go back into another verse. Right. But you don't really ever have somebody just, or a band, just like, well, we're going to keep playing the riff here for another eight right. or 16 bars and yeah, then yeah. we'll go to the chorus. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't really thought about that. Do it all the time. <laughs> there was uh <laughs> there was this. a video we watched every fifth of, song i gotta do that now <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that video we were watching on slipknot where the guy mentioned the drum beats oh mm-hmm. yeah in the slipknot <clears throat> song and he's like that drum beat is used <laughs> on almost every single song on pearl jams 10 and it's that dun da da dun dun da da i actually have the that before i forget right here pulled up yeah not not dainty though no, of course not. No. I mean... This is not broken. No. <laughs> but... That drum beat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. It's so, like a, is that funk or swing or something like that? You know what? It's like a funky, yeah. It's like yeah, a, he he had mentioned it was a it's disco a beat that Hendrix used in his band. Mm. That was in this video. He was like, "This is the the beat that Hendrix always used." 
And he's like, it's the beat that's used in that first Pearl Jam album. The entire album is... And I played, I was like, he's right. That beat is all over this album. Like every song's got, at some point, goes... And again, I'm never going to unhear that now. No, you're not. You're welcome. Because you are not going to unhear that. How do you tie Slipknot and Pearl Jam together? Well, I can't take credit for it, but it is pretty cool. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah. I'll send you that video clip, Lana. That's pretty cool. The guy kind of digs into that's that awesome. song before I yeah. forget. It's really good. I got to watch more of his videos because he like deconstructs songs and he's like, here's why this part's so cool. And just, it's crazy. Yeah, somehow he gets like isolated tracks and like plays just the isolated bass part and like, how the hell? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I think he just, yeah, he has stems somehow. I don't know. He has what? All right stems of the individual recordings yeah you know, like the bass line the guitar line. yeah if we had that we could all break was, stuff down i know <laughs> that's actually should. becoming more and more available these days for a lot of a lot of music they talked about how bands should be doing that yeah every yeah, time should, should. yeah this comes up we say bands should just release the album and say here is every single track make your own mix go right yeah. be so awesome be like video games that let you uh, do mods you know yeah <laughs> Like change the structure around, change you know layers around, change levels mm-hmm. around. Yeah. God, why don't they do that? Why no. don't they do that? Damn it! Maybe because they're Anybody? like somebody will make a way better version than we made, and we get pissed off. <laughs> well, they still have the rights to it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's still your song. Right. It's, it's you wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Just got rearranged. So what? Maybe you want to. Maybe you want that guy to produce your next album. You never know. Or or gal, you know. Yeah, that yeah. individual. <laughs> human <laughs> human <laughs> okay black so oh. is this the best song on the album? oh wait before, don't move on yeah, don't yeah move on. is it yes wait. it is it's not emotional let's not move i want to say one thing about uh why go um those lyrics are and i, I don't i'm not saying this was done like in any way intentional but the, the lyrics of like a teenage girl that institutionalized or, or, or going through that stuff depression um, and, and not having parents to, um, to, to be there to, to help her. They're kind of like yeah. the enemy with her or against her. Like, can you imagine how many girls fell in love with Eddie Vedder just because of that song? <laughs> yeah. And understood him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If they looked him up. <laughs> Which well, yeah. segues yeah. perfectly into this song. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the debate. This is the best, this song. I mean, I think it's the well, best song on the album, but I, I'm not sure if everyone feels that I way. don't know. But it's also, I mean, this song is about, you know, I Eddie Vedder falling one. in love, you know, for the first time, like early girlfriends and how, you know, relationships, you know, don't last. But, you know, it's about his, I thought it was about his ex-wife. Is it not? Uh, don't think it's about it. I think it's about his like a girlfriend. I thought he would just been school. divorced. Oh. He, he was. He was. Uh, I, actually, they, I think they got divorced in 95. Who knows? I, I, I didn't research that too much. One way or another. Yeah, this song is about relationships and um, falling in love and, you know, things not lasting forever and stuff like that. But it is I mean, the one thing about this song. And I, I, I could swear I've read that it is fact, the anecdote about this, some, you know, dipshit was, you know, playing this song on a, you know, California beach somewhere is his girlfriend next to him, just like ready to, do all of that things. And uh, <laughs> Eddie Vedder walks up 
behind them. It's just like, hey, guys, 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 stop playing the fucking song. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's Eddie Vedder just walks up. They're just like, uh, hey, guys, all right, you guys got to understand. When it comes to this song, you know, it's a it's a really a breakup song. It's not like right. you're, you're trying to sing this to her right now. Um, to yeah. try and, No, it's it's, it's actually it's, it's, it's the opposite. You yeah. should be playing the song. Stop playing. I think it's probably the the best lyrics on the album, but it's not my favorite song on the album. I think it's I think it's the best song on the album. I think it's one of their best songs. Period. It's probably top. Oh, three. I do think it's one of their best songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually was so dating this girl at the time, and it, it, like we were going through that phase where you didn't know if it was working or not or whatever. And I just remember this song comes on the radio, and you know I'm I'm like dry, I, just, I had just left her house. And the song comes on the radio and I'm, I'm still like trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And it just comes on the radio and it's so emotional. And I just get all teary eyed and I just lose it. I'll never forget that. <laughs> you know, I mean, because like the lyrics, they were just totally resonating with me at the time, you know? Yeah. 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 I, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, I'll never forget that. It was like 17 or something, you know, 17 or 18. The lyrics are ridiculously well written. It's just like, good you can, Lord. That motherfucker, that motherfucker can, yeah. <sighs> God, like that line, the, the line towards the end of the song about the star, you know, it's yeah. Just like, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> star in that somebody else's line, sky. Right? Oh, my right? god, just like, yeah. just like hard on stomp on it. <laughs> yeah, why, totally. yeah, why couldn't it be mine? Yeah, oh, so and then the live version where he's just, just saying over and over, We belong together. You're like, geez, dude. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. man, that is so good, makes it even worse. Even better. Even worse. I'll <laughs> play that part that you were talking about. I should find that live version because that yeah that part it's, is really good live too. The yeah. live version I think is better than this version. The yeah. unplugged one. The unplugged. His singing is just unbelievable in that. Yeah. I can't imagine being in a studio watching him sing that and be like, "Good lord!" Oh, I know. That's so emotional. Like you can. Yeah. Still gives me chills. I get yeah, no, me too. I just got right now listening to it. I get chills. Yeah, yeah. totally. So good. Yeah. I do think the next song is better. I do too. I think the first time I heard okay. this album, Jeremy was my favorite song. Period. So, mm. damn yo, I think Black just annihilates Jeremy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I don't know about annihilate. I think there's I think there's better songs than Jeremy on the album, but I mean, I think what? yeah. Really? Jeremy's. Yeah, I do. Well, maybe it's just the fact that Jeremy is probably the most played Pearl Jam song ever. Yeah, that's possible. I think uh, I think Garden is better than Jeremy. Garden is, I mean, Porch Garden, uh, Deep, 
I, I love that. That's the one thing about this album. The second I hadn't listened half. to this in ages. The, the second half doesn't yeah. really get the, it's the, the notoriety of everything else. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I love the, all the songs on the exactly. side. I know. I think yeah, I love those B-side more. The side on this is fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Because, I mean, Jeremy, if if you heard this for the first time today, it probably would be. Yeah, it's it's hard to unruin or <sighs> unwear well, out on songs. Do you remember when we got this album, Tim? I said Jeremy's my favorite song, period. And then you, you like when they announced it was going to be a video, he was like, you're going to be happy. They just said the next video is going to be Jeremy. Oh. I'm like, oh, yes. And then that was, <laughs> I was like, I should have been, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, every, every hour. Oh, my God. That song just blew up. Yeah. Didn't they make a long version video of Jeremy? It had like some, you know, there story were, yeah, parts yeah, to it. That's that familiar. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah, they may have. Right. I think there were some it just like. like something they would have done. Yeah. I think that was a Matt Mahoran thing, wasn't it? Just like Unforgiven, you know how they made the long version Unforgiven yeah, video. Yes. Did do that? He did Unforgiven too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah remember her? Yeah. yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were ahead of their time on this, sadly, ahead of their time on this song, lyrically. And, you know, it's oh, yeah, yeah. This song was like, oh, God damn it. Let's not. Song is yeah. dark. Super, super yeah. dark. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. If only it was where all those fucktards would shoot themselves in the head instead of killing anyone else. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, let's play a little bit of this. Um, you got to get that cool bass in the beginning, right? Yes. Yes. It's awesome. So much better now. Once again, you hear the acoustic guitar even better yeah. in this mix. Kind of the same drum beat, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Vocal harmonies right there. Yep. You can hear them better. fast forward to the end because that's yeah again much like black it's got the really powerful ending that's spoken so much yeah yeah (laughs) Spokane Washington you know (laughs) (laughs) Spokane how are you going to hear that ruined it for me no no I always I've always heard that too (laughs) so I guess Maybe it's probably not that. They have them around Seattle. Seattle. Oh, a lot of music, you know. Tacoma. Yeah. Is that a 12-string bass right there, I think? Yeah. The song was a white garden. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> How is Sorry. this their first album? 
Oh, well. How is that well, possible? I mean, let's face Hey, hey. It's, time it's out. crazy. It, it's, this, it's rough yeah. when your first album is your best one. Well, true. <laughs> but, but also, let's face it. This wasn't really supposed to be their first album. Let's face it. If, if What's His Face wasn't dead, this band never would have happened. You know, so, These songs would have been Mother Love Bone. That's true. You know? Yeah. I guess, yeah. That's true. I think Eddie Vedder was bound to be a rock star, though. He's, I mean, yeah, he's just got. I don't know. I mean, quirkiness about him. Yeah, I will say, I think Versus is as good as this album. I don't know. You guys probably think I'm crazy, but I, I put Versus right up there with this album. I, th- I think I do. Both, I think they're both it's pretty good on par. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they're neck and neck. I have listened to all the rest of their material maybe once. No, uh, you, you would well, like Versus. My, my favorite song of theirs on it. My favorite Pearl Jam song is on Versus. It better not be Indifference. No, that's, it's Rearview Mirror. Indifference, man. I love Indifference that's is so right good. But Rearview Mirror is also. Rearview that's actually going to be the top three for me is Black, yeah. Rearview Mirror, and Indifference. Yeah. Rearview Mirror is. Mirror is God. So yeah, that's so good. And Daughter's great, too. See, yeah. here we go. I'm telling you, Versus is right there. I, I actually, for a while, I like Versus better because just because there were so many hits on this album, but going back now and listening to this again, I'm like, this yeah. album's really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's hard Did to Did you read about this say. song, about the lyrics? Oh, Jeremy? Yeah. It was based on a true story. Oh, well, yeah, what's yeah. involved? Yeah, it's a kid in Texas. I didn't look too much at yeah. the lyrics in this one. What? Yeah, find? they are not. His it's family not is not <laughs> cool with what they did with this song. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They, they. I mean, pretty. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much they took what the kid, you know, shot himself in his class in Texas, and they kind of turned that into you know the Jeremy character. Hmm. Um, and this, of course, turned into you know the biggest fucking song. Well, not maybe the biggest, but. This blew up. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. was doing it. Yeah. Everyone was talking about it. And it became that it's a thing that kind of sucks. Let's face it. Talked about this guy who committed suicide in his class. Who's to say where the connection, the, you know, hey, let's not commit suicide. Let's just kill all of our students. Yeah. Mm. Who, who, you know, but one way or another, it, yes. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had written down more about that because I've, I I love true crime, you know. Hey, everybody does these days, but you know, that the entire story of what happened with that and the backlash from his family to the band, and you know, the band is you know, let's face it, they're all stand up guys. So they're like, okay, we respect what you're saying and all of that, but you know, this song isn't about him particularly. Mm, yeah, you know, we heard the story of what your son did and kind of used, you know. It, it, it has similarities, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. maybe you shouldn't raise a sociopath either. Uh, I mean, <laughs> hey, I well, think he all of us, all of us, he has just killed him. Well, he just killed himself. He didn't kill other people. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. In that case, it was like flat out the kid committed suicide at school to be like fuck all of you, mm. uh, and you know that's what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. you know, but it happens to, to Jeremy, you know, but. And the and that's thing. Well, yeah, that's the one thing. Like, I never, I could, no, 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 uh, but think well, so, no. Uh, the, the big, that's the one thing. Like I always, I never understood in the video or, or in the lyrics initially. Oh like, wait, it is named. He is named Jeremy. I'm sorry. No. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought it was what? Adam, that's... but all right, one way or another. What's his last name? Dell. Dell. Jeremy Wade Dell. Hmm. But I, like, I could never understand in the video. Like, all right, so he pulls the gun out. 
does he take anyone else out in the video? Because there seems to be a lot more blood splatter. No, I don't think so. Not right close, but exactly. See, that's what I took from the video, too, that he shot other people. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that, too. But, yeah. Exactly. Because I think it looks like it in the video, but... The, the the storyline of this is based on is you know he just well, isn't there control. there's a bunch of headlines that pop up on the in the video like yeah. newspaper clippings and I thought wasn't one was like like twelve dead or something yeah wasn't there a this was was it banned from MTV there was a version of this video that wasn't they showed it once or something and then it was or am I misremembering that I feel like there, this video was had some the, uh, MTV. The, it, the, there was a, apparently a version where the, he they showed the kid putting the gun in his mouth and pulling the trigger at yeah, the end okay. of the video. Yeah, okay. and I guess they they took that out. It's Which like the, yeah, uh, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, probably so. Probably won't be showing that at two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, the, the director. Yeah. I remember. Remember, this is the director too. Like the what's his name? Um, this wasn't Mark, right? Mark Pellington. I think was the director. Oh, okay. I just, I just right. read it. So um, you know, you got to. Sometimes the bands don't always have as much say in videos as they would like. And they don't always match directly up with what the song's about either. So, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, well sh- <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a fucked up song. I mean, it's moving <laughs> on. It is. It's, you know, we should move on to know. Oceans anyway, because we got we still got like the second half of this album to talk about. Yeah, talking and, for an but, hour. And so. here we go. <laughs> let's let all right. Let's play part of the track. It's got the fire extinguisher. This song is only uh, two and a half minutes, so don't play well, too much. I didn't really notice before. There's not a chorus in this song. The song is not a chorus. No. Huh. I don't know if you're Because the ocean has no chorus, man. It's just the ocean. <laughs> is this a song with the fire extinguisher? I have no idea. Yes. This, this is a, it just let it sit here. You'll hear the shaker soon. Something's left. Love that bass. And we're all alive. Yeah. It's very Pink Floyd. You think that's 12-string guitar? <laughs> oh, there's timpani in there, too, isn't there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Love this part. God, it's so good. That's Zeppelin right there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. With better singing. Yeah. Oh my god, that's Zeppelin. Yeah, it is. What song is that? Wait, I'm still waiting for the fire extinguisher. Did I miss it? I know, me too. <laughs> the fire extinguisher is just like a dink, dink, dink. Uh, like, uh, is it just tapping, tapping a stick on, on a fire? I think I heard it then. Yeah, that's one thing. Like the, uh, okay. the headphones I'm, I'm using, only one there. half like works, so I can't tell. But <laughs> it's you, fine. Yeah, I believe the difference between that and Jeremy. You go from Jeremy to that, it's like, man, that is. Well, was this the first song on the second side, or was Jeremy the first song on the second? Side? I think this is the first song on the second side. I think Jeremy yeah. was the last song on the first side. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that sounds sense. right. Okay. Yeah, the the timpani in that song, great. The twelve yeah. string acoustic. I mean, again, this mix is it really opens up. So you can hear everything. It's really great. And they do stuff on this album that I feel like they just stopped doing after this album. It's stuff like this. Uh, they never started doing it beforehand. <laughs> well, I'm talking about... No, is it like... One and done. Yeah, like Versus doesn't have this. Vitology doesn't have anything like this. This sort yeah, of atmospheric went, and... Full rock band like, yeah. after this. 
Yeah, and now they're just straight up just a rock band. They didn't they don't really experiment like this anymore. Yeah. I remember um what was his name? Jeff The guy we worked with at the Pizza Hut, Joe. Jeff, what was his last name? Jeff. Anyway. Oh, um uh, yeah, I know what you mean. The dude. He had a theory that they just wrote this album to be to get big and then they could do whatever they wanted. Oh. Which was <laughs> kind of silly. Who does I don't that? Think that's, I don't think that's it true. Was, I'm going to write one like, great album and stuff. Like, we're so like, easy. Yeah. Right. He's like, we, we, we're just going to write all our hits, and then we can just do whatever we want. Because like, they yeah. about that. Sigmund, that was his name. Yeah, Jeff Sigmund. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> In 1991. <laughs> okay, dude. When this wasn't even popular anyway, this style of music just yet. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know. It was a silly theory. <laughs> Okie doke. <laughs> There's not much more to talk about with Oceans. I, it may be... And I don't want to yeah. say there's a bad song on this album, but it might be the least best on the album. But it's only, I would, I would, it's, I would an, yeah. it's more of an interlude than a, it kind a of track. Is, yeah. yeah. And then they uh, pick it up again on the next one. On porch, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, Tim, do you remember why we didn't like this song for a little while? Because it had the F word in it. No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no. At least, I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering this no. too, but I remember when we saw this on Unplugged, this was back when we were like, our politics were all over the place. Oh, uh, was this, this a drug thing or something? No, he wrote pro-choice on his arm and we were like, oh, that's stupid. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, was, I was that way in high school too. And God, yeah. You were? I grew I, up. Got, oh, you don't remember how conservative I was? No. Yeah. We got brainwashed. <laughs> I went to college. I went to college like a hardline, staunch Republican. We had the Rush Limbaugh. That was, that, that was gone. That, yeah. that was over by the end of the first year, and uh, you know, let's face it, halfway through my sophomore year, I'm a socialist. So. Well, everything happened to me when I joined the military. It happens to oh, most yeah. people who joined the military. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in Mississippi, so you know, yeah, it is what it is. And then by the first year or two, just like you said, <laughs> brain well, worst. Th- things weren't nearly as political. Everything was like, not all, right, everything's all the time. Like now, it's a good point. Well, now I love this song, Porch. I, oh, it's great. You, yeah. you can't even order pineapple on your pizza now without people yelling at you. <laughs> well, that's disgusting. Stupid. <laughs> fuck you. Pineapple yeah. is awesome on pizza. You don't like pineapple on your pizza? Don't fucking eat it. Yeah. I don't like pineapple, period. So that's oh. why I don't You're like fucking idiot. Uh, well, then you have a reason pizza. to not like it. You're like the person who actually can't get the vaccine because they actually will get sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, well, I didn't mean you. But yeah. you, you don't like pineapple. It's okay. You All shouldn't. Right. Right. I don't like anchovies. Who likes right. an- I mean, honestly. Oh, I fucking love anchovies. See, there you go. Anchovy pineapple pizza for Pete. You were the guy that was making me open those cans of Pizza Hut oh, and you were that slimy, oh, fat-covered fucking that little tiny little fish and put them Pieces oh. of little frozen glass. Oh, it was like... <laughs> so- I, and I had never seen them before. And then it was like, that's what anchovies are? And I was like... <laughs> Oh, and it was like this <laughs> oh. layer of layer of fat when you open oh. the thing up. It's like remember was, when you had to make like two of those pizzas in a night, and you were like so fucking pissed. Like yeah, and like the, everyone's like, who ordered the fucking anchovy pizza? God damn it, it stinks in here. <laughs> and your hands are gonna smell like anchovy for the next month too. God that damn it! Yeah. You ever cut your hand? You ever cut your thumb on those stupid cans? Yeah, no, I'm sure I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's really fun, and it's because the stuff is so salty anyway, and it gets in your cut, and you're like, "What the fuck is Everything about this sucks. <laughs> you guys make one of like order like four 
pizza delivery. <laughs> Just so you know, that's what's happening in the back room when they're making the pizza. Some guys back there <laughs> swearing at me. He gets the ticket. Keith Nebel, motherfucker! <laughs> You're the guy. He's the guy. <laughs> okay, let's get back on course here. So, oh, porch. Yeah, so porch. who didn't work at Pizza Hut at some point? <laughs> yeah. Landon. <laughs> Sorry, you can't be on this podcast. You have to work at Pizza yeah, Hut at some point. I worked at Burger King and Subway. I mean, it's. There I think go. that counts. Yeah, yeah. that's good enough. Yeah. He's not putting anchovies on burgers, unfortunately. He was a sandwich <laughs> artist. We were just pizza makers. <laughs> it's true. All right, let's play a little bit BK of BK Lounge. Yeah. What the fuck is this world? Run into you, didn't leave a message. At least I could have learned your voice one last time. The groove in the song. Oh, sorry. That bass. Sorry. It might have a certain drum beat. <laughs> what a hi hat. Yeah. Open. Wait, I'm gonna stop it because I don't think that that little bass thing. I don't even think that's on the original version. And if it is, it's really? Mm-hmm. No, I think it is. Oh, it's, there's no fade. Maybe that's what it is. Or there's a fade on the original. It does fade in on the original. It'll swell. But listen to it on this version. It's like, boom, like it's a, almost like a plucking. Oh, yeah. So that was a fade. The fade was post. Yeah. Yeah. Both sound good, though, you know? Yeah. Yep. But trying to learn that as a new bass player, that fade in and fade down, I hated that. Yeah. The bass is all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This track is Lex's ride symbol in the courses. Yeah, every yeah. yeah. Which is another, like, here's how to play a rock song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to fade it out before the breakdown because I can't play, like, a whole song here. <laughs> another one with uh, the lyrics. I was like, that's what he's saying? Oh, my God. Did you look the lyrics up on this? I don't remember them changing my opinion much. No, I didn't change my opinion. I just had no idea what he was saying for the most I guess part. I didn't. I- I did read them, but I, I don't really. Oh, you know what it is? Because I, I and this is not safe, but I have my phone where I can kind of see it from when I'm driving. No. You know? <laughs> oh. In Apple Music, you can do the lyrics, and yeah. they put them real big, so they just scroll along. But some of the songs, they're not updated. So it's yeah. just like the lyrics mm. are written. So this was one of those. I was like, yeah. damn it. Okay. I'll never learn the lyrics now. That, I have to actually sit uh, down and read them. That's not safe. It's very safe. <laughs> it's right there, man. It's right there on the dash. I don't know if this is a Spotify thing or if this is a bad... There's a really bad edit on this at 
I won't keep playing it here though because there's a really cool guitar thing that is super fun to play. I remember covering this song in Mr. Fister. This part right here. I love this vocal part. Yeah. I think the reason this CD and verses are so good is because you feel his emotion on the songs more than you do on any of the other CDs. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. But there's always like one song where he does that. It seems like yeah. on the other CDs, he's like, oh, he did it on this one. And then the song is like, oh, okay, it's good, but it's not grabbing me. Yeah. But there's always like one song like that one. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I like No Code a lot. I think No Code's an underrated album. But. That was good. Yeah. It's solid, but it just doesn't have the same, you know. It's definitely not as like good. The music as is there. It's music. Music is great. It's just a nice rocking CD, but it just doesn't have the same pizzazz that the other ones do. Yeah, and that's where they kind of lost me. Yeah, that's why you tuned out. Tuned out. Tuned out. All right, so Garden, another great song. Well, Tim, you were saying the song is better than Jeremy. It's my second second favorite song on the album. Second, my second uh, favorite this song was this was kind of the more yeah. drugged out trippy one. Yeah, but the chorus. Yeah, that's a, it's a really great chorus. God. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Oh. Let's play a little bit of that actually. In the second chorus, he sings differently than the other choruses, doesn't he? Oh, Get the numbers right. With harmonies throughout the album, I didn't really vocal harmonies. I didn't a lot. think about it until just now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're all over the place. Okay, because it's yeah, yeah. Especially the second half of the album, there's a lot of that type of thing going on. Like the second half, he has a lot more of those ethereal type vocals versus mm-hmm. the first. One. You know, the verses first half is a lot more straightforward rock, where the second was yeah. a little more open and spacey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The very first line of that song is "She don't wander in here." I don't, I never knew what he was saying there, but that's apparently what he's saying. That was, <laughs> when it first opens up, and I was like, "That's what he's saying." I don't know. What, what is the shadow flag? I, 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 I don't know what that is either. I, that's reading the lyrics this time. I I heard I read that too. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I don't even <laughs> with my shadow flag. What is that? I don't know what that is. I don't know. It's it's shadow flag. My no. my face blood. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. I do feel like a lot of the lyrics are open-ended. I mean, there's some songs that are very clear what they're talking about, but like one of these, this song is like, it's one of those you could interpret many ways, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea what it's about. No. 
And he doesn't have a writing credit on this. Really? Gossard and Mint read this in the next one by themselves. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why they're extra weird. Well, maybe. That could mm. be. I do love the, I'm going to play the last chorus in this song. It's really good. Yeah. Wait, play the second chorus. I want to hear that. I think that was the second um, chorus I played before. Oh, the, there's one where the, the singing changes a little bit. He goes like, like a little bit higher. The second I think it might be this one that I'm about to play. Let me see. that more prominent that guitar this is the last chorus that we're talking about no, the one you played before, that was the one I was saying. It was different oh. from the first and that one. Okay. It sings all three of them different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this one's, the tempo's a little different. I mean, it's just slower, but it's, you know, it's kind of the, the whole second side of this album is more, I don't know. Not as, it's not rocking. Yeah, laid back, rockin'. more laid back. Yeah, it's more yeah, laid back, more, laid back mm-hmm. more experimental, like you were saying before, Landon. Yeah, yeah. But it's great. Um, I remember trying to learn that intro part on guitar, and it's just like it's the way that they, the notes. It's like, what the hell are they doing here? But it just oh. sounds so great. <laughs> yeah, and it's a weird. Like around a D chord or something. It's just so funky the way that it's like a D minor yeah. or something, right? And it's two guitars too, which is mm-hmm. also they could be playing. Different and they things. did that so well. They like interchange with each other so well. They were never playing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I love bands that do that well. I do want to see them live before yeah, they retire. That's. I feel like I have to. <laughs> like they're one of those bands, like. Them and Foo Fighters, I both have never seen either one of those bands live, and I feel like I mm-hmm. would love to. I feel like it's weird that we haven't. Yeah, I know. You didn't see the Foo Fighters? Nope. I, I Maybe you were living in Utah. Utah? At, at, at Utah when it went on. Hold on a second. Who did I go with? We saw them in D.C. No, I never That did. fake Stone Temple Pilot, Pilots band opened for them? <laughs> when talk they had show? the other singer with? Yeah, talk show. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good show. Yeah, I never saw them. played up. Talk show played Firestarter by The Prodigy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right, Deep. Deep. Another, it's another great one. groove in the song. Yeah. Yeah. And you might want to cue up the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, okay. These. You know which oh, one? Oh, that's right. You were talking about that, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's the one that's in drop D, too. Okay. You know how dark those chords sound? It's breaking girl. Yeah. <laughs> so Joe mentioned this. We were hanging out a couple weeks ago and we heard this song and he was like, wait a minute, that sounds like this song. 
The drums specifically. Let me see if I can get to it. They're both in 3 4. Even the fills. Yeah. yeah. So let's go back to deep. It's a little slower, tempo wise. Yeah. But yeah. It gets there. <laughs> Same year, too. Yeah. By the way. Has to be close. Is that like. It's not like someone ripped oh, someone yeah. off. This is the same exact year, so. Yeah. So the studio drummer rented out the same fills. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, that. That's I what mean, you do here. <laughs> it's that time. <laughs> it's in this time, so. I mean, Jack Irons was the original drummer of the Chili Peppers. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. They were around since, like, early 80s or mid-80s, so. But it is kind of a, an interesting coincidence. Yeah. Uh, anything else on deep and we're kind of flying through these last ones but yeah that was it yeah release release is one of the best closing tracks on <laughs> any album really on this Some album day. for sure yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> this might be his with... best vocal performance too I mean maybe I these are, yeah and I this is another one where I just finally read the lyrics and yeah. like, holy fuck yeah the lyrics are just whoa I yeah. cannot. I, I I get all teary now if I hear the song. <laughs> oh, I won't, I won't hear. <laughs> Just gonna go away <laughs> while I play this one. Play louder. I'm gonna take a shit, man. <laughs> Let's play a little bit. It's got that long intro. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, the end by the doors. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which, by the way, when the Doors did their little, they did a thing like 20 years ago where they had different singers come up and play with them. All the Eddie Vedder stuff was amazing. Just side note. I bet. Yeah. Here, I'll fast forward because there is a long intro. I'm going to get to the. guitar thing mm-hmm. it's super yeah. cool Not like a wah pedal he's fluttering can you see yeah these lyrics some bass harmonics huh? yeah So good.
Maybe so that, maybe that's the oh. second best song on the album. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> they can be equal though. You can like have three favorite songs. Greatest favorite. As we were saying, you know, it's favorite. just like this entire album just keeps on going. The flow of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think- my my brother-in-law flat out texted me like 15 minutes ago. Let me just throw in this quote here. No, personally, he thinks uh, it is the greatest album ever. No bad or even so-so tracks. You put it on, play track one, sit back, soak it in until it ends. And with the intro and outros of Oceans and Release, uh, you can find yourself listening to it again and again on accident and be completely fine with it. Alive, he says, is, is his all-time all favorite guitar solo. He didn't mention, uh, I don't even know which... One way or another, um, maybe not the most difficult to play or technically challenging or anything, but it's just damn good. It fits. It isn't forced. There's solo in the middle and then more of the song, and it ends with more guitar solo. Every one of these songs is one of those songs that you sing driving in your car going down the road. Every single one of them. You know what I mean? Every single, every one of them has a just great vocal Whatever the word is I'm looking for. Yeah, like even if you can't sing, this is the one you just sing along to all the way yeah. front yeah. to back. You can kind of hum to it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so does he. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad your brother-in-law wrote something because we got no feedback otherwise. Nothing. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he hopped in there with some last minute. Thanks, Jay. Yeah. yeah there you go. Thank you. <laughs> that guitar right. thing that that um we were just talking about with release. Yeah. I'm guessing that's Mike McCready doing that because it sounds a lot like I think it's X-ray mind from uh, Mad Season. Oh, Mad Season, yeah, that's true. Or is it that or November Hotel? Sounded like he was just fluttering a wah pedal. Yep. Uh, yeah. Chords. Yeah, but it, it's, it really sounds like something off of that album. Well, he is he is credited as lead guitar on this album, so I don't know why Stone Gossard's not. But but they both play lead. Yeah, I know. I don't know why it's anyway. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, well, we should grade this album. Okay. I mean, I think it's pretty <laughs> evident what we're going to give. Gee, it, I wonder what we should all grade it anyway. <laughs> um, well, well, let, let, actually, let me let me stop you there because bringing my sister up is another kind of funny aspect of this album. You know, yep. she sat there wit- witnessing me in the early '90s losing my fucking mind. To, you know, Nirvana to Pearl Jam to Alice in Chains to Primus, like all this shit is just like all blowing up at my stuff, and I'm going nuts. She's walking in, you know, from whatever and. I've got MTV with, you know, Jeremy going on and I'm marsh- moshing on my couches, you know. We all did it. Don't don't try and deny, you know. Uh, you had two another- couches? You must have been rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are from Fairfax. <clears throat> One way or another, you know. So so we all are. She was always just like blown away, like, you know, like how I was absorbing this shit. And this band, however, you know, let's face it. Uh, you know, Alive came out and then Even Flow hit, and that, like, you know, I was a little like, meh, with how, like, artsy that kind of, you know, his falling into the crowd instead of jumping or whatever. One way or another, I turned on this band the first. This was the first band that I was too cool to be seen and associated with all that. So, one way or another, uh, it was, and I'm trying to think about when I bought this fucking album because it was probably pretty early on. I think it was by Christmas I ended up giving it to my sister as part, not the only thing, but part of her Christmas present because I was just like fucking done with them. And you re-gifted. it's crazy. Wow. It, well, it's true, but one way or another, it's crazy because let's face it, I was, you know, of course, everyone's talking about sellouts, 
you know, you talk about Metallica, you talk about, you know, all these guys. This band is absolutely the one of them that never, I mean, you guys probably believe, no, Metallica is, but these guys, the war they did on, um, you know, uh, Ticketmaster, everything right. they tried to do, were trying to maintain the integrity of what they were doing throughout the life, you know, the life of the band. And it's, it's, cra- it's hilarious, you know, in my, in, you know, looking back on it, how idiotic I was for some stupid kid to be like, oh, they're sellouts. <laughs> oh, man, I can't stand these guys. But that's the whole yeah. thing. I was, I, these, this was the first band that I was just like, fuck this, man, I'm done with it. And I gave it to my sister. She fell in love with it. Her and her now husband, of course, you know, are, are this is one of their favorite bands. They've seen them countless times. I've never seen this, these guys and really thrown this, this album in for this episode. Holy shit. I, I'm an asshole. I'm an idiot. I, I, <laughs> dumb fucking kid for forever, ever thinking about that. Cause this album is just it, exactly. And Landon's been saying, you know, it just starts and you keep going until it ends because there isn't as much as oceans isn't a great song. It still fits. It's part of it. It's got the entire signature of this yeah. entire thing. I mean, and yeah, I mean, so, all right, let's get into the grading. I'll start a, this is such a phenomenal goddamn album. Yeah. I'll let Landon a. go. Oh, oh go ahead, sorry, I, sorry. I said it already. A. Yeah. that's all I got to say. <laughs> a plus. Oh, yeah. son of a bitch! <laughs> Man, it's it's one of my top five favorite albums ever. I don't listen to it enough because I listen to that you ended up on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I listen to too much metal, and I, you know, I dare I say forget about this album sometimes. But every time I listen, yeah. I'm just blown away. Yeah, Tim, uh, A plus, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'll go A plus too. It's, I mean, there's not a bad song on the album. It's one of the best albums of 91, for sure. Uh, one of the best albums of that. I mean, you can lump it into grunge, I guess, but of that era, it's definitely one of the best albums, for sure. It's got to be one of the best debut albums of all time, huh? That's funny yeah. you mentioned that. I was just staring at the, mm-hmm. it won Rolling Stones debut album, you know, ranking the best of all time. It was number one. And it's, you know, Rolling well, Stones. number two. Hey, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're so eligible. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't do those lists just to get people to talk about no. Rolling Stone ever. That, they would never <laughs> do that. What was number two? Oh, come on, I'm Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure. I'm just Spice Girls. It's probably like Led Zeppelin should be up there, right? We think like Zeppelin one will be Black up there. Sabbath. Yeah. Black Sabbath, yeah. Mm-hmm. That should be up there. I mean, they completely changed the scene. Show no mercy. Deals are number ten. <laughs> Show no mercy. Oh no! Number one is a tie. Oh, let's see if you guys oh, can so go. Come there on. is no number two. No, no. What do you guys? You guys know what number Beatles? one? Beatles. No, you just said number one. Number number ten is the Beatles. It's a hmm. tie with number one. So Pearl Jam and somebody. What's the genre? Number two is Zeppelin. So, oh wow, uh, that's what Eric said. But. The other one, come on! I have no idea. And this is Wait a minute. Specifically Came out in rock, eighty-seven. This is very confusing. There's there's two ones and a number two, right? Yeah, I know. They, they, they're not very good at math over at Rolling Stone. <laughs> uh... Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. No, no. <laughs> this is about eighty-seven. You said. I'm gonna just cheat. I, I'm pretty sure that. it's eighty-seven. Appetite for destruction. 
Ding, ding, ding. There we you have go. a winner. You're right. Uh, well, that's yeah, their best I album. can agree with that. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that was. I still like think Pro CD's more thorough though. Like, there's a song or two on Appetite Destruction. I could, I could skip. Yeah. Yeah. There's better. Oh, this is a much better album. <laughs> oh yeah. In my opinion, this is better than Appetite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> better. All right. Mm-hmm. Any last minute mm-hmm. thoughts before we call it a night? No. no. It's fun. Thank you for joining us. It's always fun. Yeah, man. All right. Well, thank you again, Landon. It was great to have you. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome back anytime. So let us know. We'll be in touch. I have to know something about Talk to you about for for versus. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I think most of the stuff we talk about, you probably are familiar with. Yes. I really should have done the Black Album because that's like my higher power. (laughs) Yeah, you should have. Oh, well, next time. A little we'll later. Do on just, yeah. <laughs> we'll do it in 2000. Yeah, I, I can't stop these fuckers 31? talking about the Metallica. So. Well, when, load, when you guys do load, I'll definitely. I, I'm not showing up yeah. for that one. So you can no, I'm only you showing up to. for Keith. You have <laughs> to show up for that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. For Keith and Joe and Tim and Landon, this is Eric saying. Thank you. Good fucking night. Energy. Energy, aggression, power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. Heavy metal speaks to the anger and despair of teenagers today the same way that the blues used to speak to the despair and anger of the South. Cutting out. Cutting it out big time. They are miserable slaves of Satan. Some country called him.